Hi, everybody. This is John Lassiter, the director of A Bug's Life. I'm a huge fan of bad science, and thank you so much for listening to this episode about my movie, A Bug's Life, which was co-directed by Andrew Stanton, of course, but I I did all the heavy lifting. I did most of uh, the work, and, uh, well, Andrew is fine. Anyway, I wanted to apologize, because obviously not everything in A Bug's Life is accurate. I made some factual errors, but there is one thing I did get right, and that's making the best animated film about bugs. Much better than ants, which is not good. I don't like ants. I think that movie is bad, and I think that A Bug's Life is much better than that film, and I'm very proud for the work that I did in A Bug's Life completely squashing uh, ants. So enjoy this episode. I am the real John Lasseter, and again, I love this podcast, and I think Ethan is great and handsome and hilarious and uh, very smart, and I I hope you enjoy Bugs Life. Rewatch it, buy it on Blu-ray, or the streaming service platform of your choice. See you later. I'm John Lasseter. Bad science. Did the movie get it right? Bad science. Or will we have to fight? Bad, bad, bad. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Bad Science. I'm Ethan Edinburgh. I can't even say my own name because I'm so excited. I'm sitting here with one of my my best buds in the world. I've known him for over a decade. He's the producer of a Big Thief album that just came out, UFOF. It's Andrew Sarlo. I think you'd do it like that. What do you mean? I'm just your, I'm just one of your best pals, bro. Hey, man, you are a producer extraordinaire, and according to Stereo Gum and uh, Pitchfork, oh you're just God. you're just the best in the game right now. I mean, am I wrong here? I'd say that there are, everyone is amazing, and I'm not. Well, sure, there's a lot of people that are amazing, but there's only one Michael Jordan. And today we're sitting here with the Michael Jordan of audio, Andrew Sarlo. How's it going, Andrew? And the LeBron James of ants. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Our other guest, who I am equally psyched uh, about, is Dr. Benjamin Max Adams. I have a question about your your middle nickname there, Max. Uh, But I'm sure you get that all the time. He's a postdoctoral fellow at the Natural History Museum of Los Angeles. Angeles County. Is that correct? That's all correct. Okay, great. So we're off to a good start. Who works under Dr. Dr. Brian Brown? Brown. Yep, that is my boss. The the, uh, fly. The Lord of the Flies. The Lord of the Flies. The Lord of the Forids. (laughs) Yes. If if I'm not mistaken. He has the gentlest voice. Oh my God, Brian is always just just completely like blasé almost. (laughs) I love him. But today, F Brian, because we're talking to Max Max. and Max is the man. Max, uh, why should I call you Max? Yeah, so Max is my middle name that actually isn't in my name. So my official name is Benjamin Jacob Adams, but my parents are... Sounds like a famous actor who studied under Benedict Cumberbatch. (laughs) Exactly, yeah. FBI agent or something. That's actually why I'm here. So where did Max come about? What happened there? supposed to be my second middle name, but my parents are aging hippies, and oh. there's some debate as to what exactly happened, and neither of them really fess up, oh. but I ended up going by Max, and okay. so... All your life. Yeah, yeah, so just... So that's we'll another story, to too. Oh, my neighbor stole my name. He was born a couple year, couple of months before me, so his oh. name is Ben. Oh. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> little, little animosity there. Yeah, sounds oh, no, like it. Well, some neighborhood feuds. That's yeah. a different podcast altogether. <laughs> Get to the bottom of your weird issues, Max. Uh, but, but so... <laughs> 
Besides uh, studying under the incredible Brian Brown, uh, you studied fire ants and you've spent time in rainforests, uh, yeah. etc. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, yeah. So I've done a, a number of different research projects uh, through my career. I started out working on fire ants and how they float on top of water. Uh, oh. They'll actually build these rafts whenever it starts to flood. Ooh. And so when you deal with like hurricanes and like flash floods and stuff like that, I grew up on the southern coast. Um, these fire ants can actually build rafts and survive so them. So they'll survive everything. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> They're here to stay. So uh, wait, build rafts? What does that mean? Out so of what? Out of their bodies. So Whoa. they will all interconnect, bite onto each other's arms and legs and like hold bite, each other. Biting. Yeah, biting and holding hands. And wow. like they actually, you can actually get, we got some of these, these uh, scanning electron microscope pictures of them holding hands. Oh, that's adorable. Yeah. Scanning electron microscope. kind of cute. <laughs> See, when communities come together, yeah. you can persevere. <laughs> It's kind of like that scene in the movie. Uh, they which all scene? link arms. Oh, where they all link arms. Yeah, yeah I was exactly confused that. about that. Okay, because if you're getting into a fighting stance, if you're about to go into battle, you probably don't want to be linked uh, arms with your fellow compadres. No, probably not. Right? I mean, if, if your arms are linked, it just tells me these people are way more committed to hurting me than I am to them. <laughs> Ooh. Regardless of whether they're going to be able to use their arms against me or not. Yeah, you're not thinking but effectively. Something something about, like, we're going to lock arms means, like, I'm serious. <laughs> yeah, we're coming at you, and I'm we don't serious. care what happens. I'm serious. You might hurt me first, but watch what happens when my arms aren't linked Oof. to my best friend. Yeah. Or family member. Sure. Well, from an ant perspective, the arms are pretty useless. It's the mouth that oh, it's going to be used. Okay. Which, see, so see. there we go. The movie doesn't do a great job with that, but no, no worries. We'll get into that, I imagine. Well, the yeah. movie did a great job with a bunch of other stuff it because did. I really like A Bug's Wh- Life. Which movie? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 he's a jokester. Oh. So you like A Bug's Life? I like it. You know, if I had to run back all Pixar movies that I like mm-hmm. or that I've seen, Bugs Life might be at the bottom. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it's good. Have you seen all of Cars series? Actually, no, Friendship? not at all. See, I feel like there's a lot of movies that you may have missed. Not that I'm saying Cars is bad. I have not seen Cars. But I think, uh, like, when I first, when we were going to do A Bug's Life, I was like, oh, A Bug's Life, I kind of remember it. It's probably not that good, whatever. But loved it. I thought it was so much fun and a great time and I don't know. I was into it. Max, did you like Bugs Life? I mean, by necessity, I kind of have to like a Bugs Life. Yeah. I went and saw that when I was like, I think like 12 years old is one of those Tell things. Tell me, it was the beam of electrical it, energy that got you into ants? Oh, it, I was into ants way before then. My, when I finished my PhD, actually, my mother sent me a picture that I had drawn of uh, when I was like six years old of ants performing what I now know is called trophallaxis. Which trophallaxis? Is, yeah, trophallaxis. <laughs> okay. Which is basically how they feed each other. Uh, which is vomiting into naughty. each other's mouths. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah so. saying, yeah, like you knew it was yeah. coming. Yeah, they were going to do weird shit yeah. microscopically. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, so that's how ants uh, exchange food, exchange. Um, Uh, So they don't just bring it, because in the movie, in the intro sequence, they're bringing food. They're collecting food. Seeds. And bringing, yeah, seeds and stuff to a pile. Yeah. I mean, that's also for, uh, you know, they're gathering it for like a sacrifice, basically. They're like giving it to somebody else. But do they, are you saying that they will eat food and then regurgitate it for their friends? Exactly. 
Yeah, so That's they'll chew it down, and, and actually a lot of ants, the actual the ants you see, aren't really the ones that actually do a lot of the, the major chewing. If it's something big and hard, like a seed, they mm-hmm. will take it, they'll, they're, they will, so, okay, so the ants that we see in A Bug's Life, yes. uh, my guess is that they are probably what we would call harvester ants. If you walk around LA, every once in a while, you'll come across these really big um, red ants. Yeah. Those are harvester How ants. How big? Uh, like, I don't know, like the tip a of your nickel. thumb. Yeah, okay. like a nickel. That's okay. a good size. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, my God. Wait, I got to ask you a crazy question. No, go for it. Okay, this is off-topic tangent, but I was leaving my house one night. It was dark. Uh, you know, you got, like, the, the walkway lights on and stuff, and I'm looking down, and all of a sudden I see this fucking giant ant, and it looked like an ant. It didn't look like something else, but it was giant, almost the size of my iPhone 7. Look at that. Wow. Can you imagine an ant that big? Do you no. know what that ant was? Do you know no, what that was? No, there is nothing that big. So the largest <laughs> ant in the world. <laughs> you were very high. That you was a test, off. Max, <laughs> and you passed. You must know what you're talking about. That whole story know. was a lie. Yeah. So there's, there's a the group that ants are in are called Hymenoptera, which uh, includes like ants, bees, wasps. The biggest bee, there's this recent rediscovery of the biggest bee, Watson's giant bee. I don't know if you saw that coming through like the nope. news media. The Watson's oh, giant. Yeah. Yeah. How, how Wallace, big? Wallace. Sorry. How oh, big? Wallace. So uh, Wallace, like uh, Alfred Wallace, uh, the other person who in, who dis, who came up with the idea of natural selection and evolution oh. alongside Darwin. Hmm. Um, overlooked. Yeah, overlooked yeah, yeah. or what? Ouch. Basically, yeah, uh, an Alfred. issue with science. If you publish the same thing, you know, a year later, no one remembers you. Damn. Oh, fuck that. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Yeah, so Alf, uh, Alfred Wallace discovered this uh, this giant bee uh, in Southeast be. Asia. He's yeah. got a bee named it's about, after him. It's about, I don't that's know, two cool. inches. When that's bugs can get big enough where you can hear their wings flapping, yeah. that's when there's a problem. Yeah, so yeah. we actually have some insects like that here in L.A. Um, there is something called the tarantula hawk wasp. Uh, tarantula I know hawk plenty wasp? about the tarantula yeah. hawk. I actually recorded <laughs> a record this past uh, summer in Texas, and it's called Sonic Ranch. It's lovely. Shout out to Tony, but shout, shout out to the band, hey, too. Tony. We love hey, you. Come but on, listen, hey, they love you. These uh, tarantula hawks were right outside of two living quarters that you would stay in while you are. But it wasn't just like, oh, they happen to be there sometimes. It was a full-on bush that was outside the door to walk into where you want to sleep. And Whoa. these tarantula hawks flood these bushes and. It was so scary to me that I couldn't walk down that. I definitely couldn't live in those rooms while we were there, but like I couldn't even walk down the walkway to get to the studio. And I was complaining so much about it <laughs> that they sprayed the bushes and they left. And I honestly felt, A, really guilty. B, I thought this was like a pretty good opportunity to like face a fear and then maybe it would go deeper like, and I'd feel like, good somehow to face it. Come one with the wasp. Yeah, and then I missed them. Oh, you missed them. It felt so exotic to me. I was like, these fuckers are insane. I, I mean, Max, you gotta explain the tarantula hawks to the people. Go for it, Max. <laughs> yeah, so uh, there's a few big wasps. I'm wondering if what you came across was either tarantula hawk wasp or cicada killers. So these are the two really big wasps that we really come across. Uh, Did somebody tell you they were tarantula hawk wasps? Oh, yeah. okay, okay, then they may have been. I don't I don't know Texas wasps very well, to be perfectly honest. Oh, and um, that guy who told him could have been an idiot. Yeah, it's... 
frequently the case with insects. There's, yeah. there's 30 million oh, and insects with on the planet. <laughs> a lot of yeah. people are very dumb. Yeah, not unlike you, fair. Max. Oh, no, no. Yeah, I, Max, I just get fine. No, 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 no. We know. We know. <laughs> Masters and PhDs. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I just, no, that may be kind of dumb in and of itself. I went to school for 12 years. <laughs> I think that's After. a proof of smartness. Yeah, but listen to the wealth of information. Tell us about tarantula hawks. Go <laughs> yeah, back. yeah. So they are a giant wasp we have here in the area. Um, don't mess with them because they have what is considered the second most painful sting in the insect. Next to the bullet uh, ant. Next to the bullet ant, which wow. I've been stung by, and they are oh, atrocious. You. You've been stung, been by, stung a by a bullet ant. ant. Max has been stung by yeah. a bullet ant. It is, Describe uh, the pain. Uh, it, it feels like someone uh, took a hammer and hits you in the finger with it. Oh so God. I got stung in my middle finger while climbing trees in Panama. Jesus um, Christ. You didn't, so you had no anticipation that it was going to happen. No. And you were hanging from a tree. Yeah. yeah. So Why were you climbing that ropes? tree, Max? No yeah, ropes? So my, Free soloing? Uh, with ropes. This is like 120 feet in the air. You are nuts. Still sweet. Yeah. So my PhD work was studying ants that live in the canopies of trees and tropical rain, in the crowns of trees of tropical rainforest. Uh, so basically I spent half a year every year for five years living in Panama, walking around with a slingshot and climbing equipment and imagine climbing trees. over there, you know what I'm saying? Gigantic. Scary. <laughs> there's, this, there's this one group of mosquitoes that this. specializes in biting the tips of uh, mammals' noses, especially monkeys. What? Uh, and why? So you, Would it specialize in that? Well, so if you've got a bunch of hair all over your body and yeah. you're trying to, like, find a, a skin oh, spot oh, to oh. get to... That's the that, spot. That the nose is a nice place it's to the go. The rainforest is the most dangerous place in the world for Jews. <laughs> oh my god! I'll tell you what. That's why I'm probably not a lot of not, not a lot of them over there. Yeah, I'm not sure. My nose got yeah, chewed up. Max, and did I'm you see any Jews chewed up? Uh, I mean, probably a few. I'm, I'm not good, sure. Good. I'm not pretty, sure. Well, good. Good. It wasn't generally a topic of conversation. Actually, there was a Jewish guy. Oh, hey, a rabbi. Oh no, no. <laughs> All right. These tangents are, are, are getting nowhere. You're right. <laughs> we need we need a couple things here. You need to talk about the bullet ant sting okay, yes, that was from a tree, sting. and we also need to find out what in the hell huge iPhone seven sized ant you were talking about earlier. Yeah, for real. What the fuck was that? Thing? All right, so back up. We'll, let's get the bullet ant, the the iPhone ant first. iPhone ant swagger. Yeah. So I have no idea what that was. I'm going to guess that it was someone, some kid's toy. So the biggest <laughs> ants in the world. But it was <laughs> there, and then it was gone. <laughs> so maybe it like got blown away. Could I it didn't. Like a cockroach or something. It could have been something like a roach. No, but it's one of those things that, like, when it had its head had, like, almost horns coming down to what the front. (laughs) I have no idea. Ah, So so the problem with (laughs) anytime people try to describe insects, it's either like it's five times larger than it actually was, Mm -hmm. or it has like. Like eight different insect appendages that have been all connected to it, all into one. It's like, oh, it had like praying mantis arms and like a bee's back, and I'm just <laughs> and like a bear's face. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's all, all man bear pig. All of it is man bear. It's just like I don't know what's going on with any of it. Yeah. So, okay. so pictures yeah. are helpful. I'm willing to just drop it because honestly, it was I've never seen it before in my life, and I don't know if I'll ever see it again. Mm. So maybe it was like That's... me from 20 centuries ago telling right. me. You're on your you're on the right path, buddy. Yeah, possibly. Well, so, or, or like a freak nuclear reactor uh, <laughs> ant mm-hmm. that only you, you saw. Should have gotten bitten mm-hmm. by it. That would have been smart. And then yeah. you could have been like Spider-Man. Then I could have been in Avengers Endgame, made a bunch of money, was the only authentic superhero in the cast. Chris Hemsworth, though, I have a serious crush on my girlfriend, Michelle. Hi, Michelle. She she knows that I have a huge uh, Chris Hemsworth arm lust. Like, his arms. Arm just lust? Look, his arms are the epitome of men's 
workout regimens. It's mm. reasonable. Would you say that you're more a fan of his biceps or his triceps? His triceps, for real. But Max, uh, <laughs> bullet ant bullet off of a ant tree. sting. So bullet ant. So getting stung by a bullet ant uh, kind of feels like someone takes a hammer and hits you with that hammer every 10 seconds for about 30 minutes. Uh, holy crap. And then you get the flu. Like, and so then you're out for like Arnold a day. Schwarzenegger hammer oh, throws? Oh, no, just like, 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 think like, like I'm nailing something in and someone miss. called my name and you look Damn, away dude. clunk. So wait, why is their sting so powerful? And also, is there a way to alleviate, like, if you know you just got stung, is there something you can do where you're just like, oh, now I'm, I know what's coming and yeah. I'm screwed. The rainforest solution to getting stung is a bottle of rum. Um, that's usually like the, the quickest and easiest way to <laughs> way to deal with it. I think I just you got stung Zach. this morning. <laughs> you know yeah. you're going to be out anyway, so you might as well enjoy it. Oh, <laughs> um, I just got stung. Do you have? Let's drink rum now. Yeah. After. That's insane. So yeah. you were hanging off ropes. When you got stung, was your other arm supporting on the tree, or did you just like full on like go into a bring me to heaven type posture and right. hanging from your rope? Yeah, so I was, I was hanging from the rope, and I reached up to put my hand up, and it's it's kind of one of these like inevitable things. There are bullet ants in this forest, and kind of a rite of passage. You were wearing in gloves? Stuff. No, because like so, Too I'm up there collecting ants, and the easiest way to collect ants is what we call lick and stick. Actually, you lick your finger, you stick the ant, and you put it into a bottle of ethanol. What? <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, so like, usually the, the fastest way. So like, so these someone trees... lied to you, Max. That is not the most effective it's way. The most effective. Doctor Brian Brown. <laughs> uh, no, no. Like I pro- so like so there are, these trees have anywhere between like ten and forty different species of ants in them, and so I was actually there trying to figure out. You know why the hell does this tree have twenty ants in it? Why does this one have two? Why does this one have forty? And so, sure. like, my entire PhD was built around this idea of asking questions about about where things live and why does it show up here. Mm-hmm. It's like really little kid questions. Yeah. It's like bring a two year old out and be like, "Oh, look what we found." They go, "Why is that there?" Those are the kind of questions that I was asking. Okay, um, essential questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Very basic biology, um, but they. Uh, but yeah, yeah, so a lot of these ants are really tiny, and so the lick and stick method is effective. Oh my! Because you, you can just lick your, your finger, finger, stick it on the. You don't lick. know where that ant's been, and you just keep licking your so finger. Make, that's what I was going to say. One of the ways to lick, like it's the Amazon <laughs> diseases, are like oh, gets, litter in New York City. You know, what I mean? it's it gets like, so much worse than that. So late on us. So two things. <laughs> one, one of the ways to identify these ants is to actually taste them. Ew, so a lot what? of ants have a very unique taste. Um, How many ants have you tasted, Max? Uh, probably more than anyone wants to know. I um, want to so, know. Okay, so the first time this happened. Why did I let you in here? Yeah. I should have asked this beforehand. <laughs> so the, the humorous thing is the first time this happened, um, I had collected two ants. And so I had basically one in each hand. I'm trying to like put them in a vial. And mm. I see another one that's in the street. I'm like, oh, it's a different species. I need to get that. And so instead of putting it in the vial, I put it in my mouth and reached up and grabbed the other one. I was like, oh, that one tastes really bad. And so I put it up, and so I went back. As opposed to the ones that are delicious? Well, I hadn't, put, I hadn't put any ants in my mouth at the time, so I went back and laughed about this. And two of the other older ant guys, my professor at the time, Steve Yanowiak, and... Stevie. Yep, Stevie. Shout out. And uh, Uncle Mike. Tough grader. Uh, Uncle Mike. Yeah, yeah, Mike Casper. He said I could only call him Uncle Mike if I, tell, if I always say that he contributed nothing. So Uncle Mike <laughs> okay, weird nothing. Um, weird attitude. Yeah. yeah. Also the sequel to Uncle Drew. So that's yeah. going to be a really exciting film. Oh, yeah. Uncle Mike. Talk about contributing nothing. <laughs> yeah, as a guy who sits there, yeah. licks um, hands. Yeah, so Mike Caspery and Stevie Noviak were like, oh, yeah, that's how you tell that, that species. And like, have you tested this one yet? And I thought that they were joking. And no, this conversation went on for about 20 minutes about them talking uh, about 
how you can identify the different ants. Whoa. So this is this is the conversations that happen over beer and rum in the middle of the tropical guys are rainforest. Drinking at least it's not just like well we can only eat ants. <laughs> yeah, you're there for like three months at a time, and so it's you uh, get to know it's kind of a necessary uh, way to keep your sanity. Not yeah. the the ant licking, but the. Right. The rum. So then what did your colleagues say about when you got stung by yeah, a bullet? Yeah, were they just so, like, Max, you okay? Are you okay? <laughs> you no, it was, it was more just like, I was like, oh, guys, I got stung. And so I, I came down. Um, and you basically just kind of sit there and hate the world because everyone else still has to finish what they were doing. Right. And you're usually out there in a group. You're probably 10, 10 minutes to a couple hours away from base camp. And so I Jesus. basically had to sit there for a bit. It was luckily kind of getting towards the end of the day. Mm. Yeah. And so we wrapped up. Um, did you did you actually drink? Uh, by the time we got back, we were probably mm. like an hour and a half out. And so but by the time the we got back. After. Yeah, yeah. So it That's makes your lymph nodes ask. swell up. Yeah. Ooh. And then you get like achy everywhere like you would if you had the flu. And you don't really run a fever, but it basically just like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to bed now. Is there a... Uh, predator that's like unique to the bullet ant and that's why their sting is so effective yeah it's a good question birds so. like in a bug's life do birds eat bullet ants yeah a lot of birds so ant, ants actually don't have that many predators Gah. ants are <laughs> <laughs> oh they don't call <laughs> yeah so ants uh ants they're co- colonial, so there's tons of them at any given point, but surprisingly, not that many things eat them. One, adult ants um, taste like crap. Uh, they don't really have a lot of nutrients. Uh, yeah. They're usually acidic. Uh, they sting or they bite. They spray acid. They do all sorts of terrible things. So Jesus. for the most part, things don't really want to mess with them. Oh. Um, but there are things, there are certain birds that will eat uh, the larvae, will like dig into the thing. There's things like ant eaters, right. which they're actually really, usually when things eat ants, they're typically going for the larvae and the eggs. So Whoa. the baby ants. Yeah, baby yeah. ants taste better. Well, they're just basically little protein packets. So mm-hmm. if you if you want high energy, low effort. I do. Yep. It's basically like eating eggs. Okay. Is an ant eater kind of similar to a vacuum? I just uh, imagine it'd be like... <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's more like okay. Do you remember those little like sticky hands you got as like a kid? That yeah, were like, yeah, yeah. It's more that. Oh, so the like, little tongue comes out. Yeah, the t- tongue kind of it. flips in and out, and it's covered with this like yeah. super sticky uh, mucus. So it's less. And yeah, more. and more. They'll probably. <laughs> got it. It'll probably now evolve. I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll evolve and they'll realize Eventually that they could just have one tube mouth and. Yeah, yeah. Eventually, millions of years from now, and yeah. will yeah. be a vacuum. Yeah. And they'll be <laughs> probably not be very things, efficient. Maybe eating, you know, uh, wasps. Wasps. Uh, what was it called? Mosquitoes. So we got to do something about the mosquito problem. Max, what is your take uh-huh. on the mosquito problem? Man, I'm from South Louisiana. The mosquitoes here don't exist. I love mm. listening to people from California complain about the mosquitoes because I'm like, oh, that's cute. Yeah. In <laughs> South Florida also, it's like yeah. mosquito hell. Yeah. You know, I, I went and visited and basically forgot that we had mosquitoes and then just was outside hanging out and my foot was like stung nine times. Yep. It's crazy. Yeah. Granted, like we do have this. So the big thing about the mosquitoes here is most of the native California mosquitoes are night flying or evening flying. Mm. And so the new ones that have been showing up, the 80s, as the genus of mosquitoes, uh, they fly during the day. And so that's really problematic if you're from California and you're used to not dealing with mosquitoes. Yeah. Because now you have these things that are going to come bite you while you're now you're now while you're sun sitting around at yeah. the standard hotel waiting for Amanda <laughs> to ring you back. Shout out to Amanda. Amanda, exactly. get over here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it is a bit of an issue. Uh, the other issue is a lot of these mosquitoes 
in in their native ranges. Um, typically carry diseases like dengue or uh, yellow fever. Right. Granted, we don't have to worry about that because you have to have a you have to have basically a source population for those diseases. Mm-hmm. So if we had enough people who had them or enough other animals that were carriers of those diseases, yeah. then the mosquitoes could transfer them. Mm. So it is something that we have to kind of keep an eye out for. Yeah. Uh, but it isn't really a, a major issue right now. It's more of just the, the pest issue. And I'm kind of pulling this... Uh, it's granted not my specialty, so uh, if there's someone who's listening who's like a mosquito expert, they may be like, yeah, I'm sure like most of the people listening at are mosquito me. Yeah. experts. <laughs> all my <laughs> friends, yeah, <laughs> all of Andrew's friends, yeah. Um, well, before we get friends. into the the heavy disease portion of the podcast, which I try to avoid, but it's oftentimes unavoidable, I have a little game I'd like to play. Uh, it's a guessing game about grasshoppers uh, because I felt like grasshoppers were in this film pretty predominantly, and not really other films. So I thought we'd dive into that. A grasshopper, grasshopper recently scared the shit out of me. Oh, where was it? On my gas gauge of my car. Whoa, on the inside? And no, on the outside. Oh, it's it hanging on the outside of my car, but it was one of those scenarios where, I don't know if you guys realize this, but when you're walking, sometimes you're just like looking down. Sure. Like you're maybe not all the time. Yeah, I like do all looking, the time. I'm yeah. looking for ants. Yeah. Oh, there you go, Max. <laughs> I'm just miserable. So you, you understand my struggle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so basically, <laughs> walk to my car, I'm looking down, and when I turn like the corner of my car to get in the driver's seat, just like... Like a grasshopper just started flying, and when I, like I said, when I can hear their wings, it yeah. is so disconcerting to me. Same. And, I hate uh, tropics where you can hear them, the, the tarantulas oh. running through the grass oh or through God. the leaves. That's like they insane. actually, like, shh, as they move through. That's, that doesn't, let me put that, the mic on yeah. your hand. <laughs> yeah. Do that again. <laughs> Except for imagine that through leaves. Ooh. Yeah, that sounds stinky. terrible. Does that mess with you, the sound of the flying? Because I, I've always, since I was little, hated that. Any insect that flies, if I I can hear it. I get into like a immediate panic. Mode. Yeah, yeah. So I, I mean, it doesn't bother me too much. So sometimes we do what's called blacklighting, which you got at night with uh, basically a, a UV light, a okay. blacklight, and another big light called a mercury vapor light, which is basically just a really bright light. You cool. put it up against some sheets, and like insects come to light. So like in that scene in the movie where the where yes. the uh, mosquito Mosquitoes. or fly or whatever like they're drunk. Yeah, also. it's flying. It's like don't go into the light. Yeah. So insects are what we call phototaxic. Phototaxic. Yeah, which means that they move towards light. Um, yeah. I think the basic idea behind it, and I could be wrong, is that a lot of insects at night navigated by. If you head towards the moon, you, you're going to at least keep moving in this in a similar direction. Mm. Um, there are other insects that use things like the Milky Way. To navigate, That's so uh, tight. yeah, yeah, it's actually really interesting. Everyone knows about space, <laughs> yeah, <of laughs> but yeah, yeah. So now we've got all this this light that we just create, yeah. Um, and so the insects are going to come to it. And so mm. whenever the electric light was first invented, entomologists realized that you could put one out in the middle of nowhere, collect specimens, and everything around there comes in. Yes. And so whenever you're doing that, you're basically sitting out in the middle of a forest with a sheet and rope. It's, it's really kind of awkward to buy all this stuff at like a Walmart because you're like, I need um, <laughs> motorcycle batteries to run the lights. I need rope. I need sheets. I need uh, a lot of ethanol and Murder solo cups. your wife. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like I've definitely and gone through this. I need you to not ask me any questions <laughs> yeah. about this. Yeah, it doesn't usually work. You're like, I, I study bugs. And they're like, oh, okay, we're going to call the cops. Yeah. <laughs> Weirdo. Yeah. Weirdo yeah, so uh, you put all that out and basically thousands upon thousands of insects. So to get to your question, does the sound bother you? After you sit through a few of those where you literally just have, 
you're do you just pr- do you protect yourself when that's happening. If there are things that sting, sometimes you get a lot of night flying wasps in the tropics, Ugh. and that's kind of a pain. Yeah, but um, generally you don't. Kind generally you just kind pain. of deal with the fact that you have. <laughs> Sounds like a nightmare. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so as someone who works on stinging insects, you just kind of part of the the deal. Like there are so many pictures of like my entire face swollen up from getting Oof. getting ripped up by wasps. <laughs> the job <laughs> requirements you have to be a brave son of a bitch yeah I mean you kind of have to know things. that I guess right early on somebody's yeah. gonna tell you yeah one of the like rites of passage within like the the hymenoptera world or the myrmecology world which is the study of ants is, is that the hazing yeah yeah basically you have to work with something that stings so like I started off with fire ants right and like it's just kind of part of the, the business. Uh, so with, you've, you've been stung some a million times. By most by most things I've been stung by. So there's this guy, uh, crazy. Schmidt. I can't think of his first name right now. He's this older guy who's been letting things sting him forever. And so now we have, like, the Schmidt pa- pain index. <laughs> he's Whoa. the one who decided that, like, the bullet ant is the most painful sting. Whoa. Uh, but, yeah, he's still around. He so shows on up purpose, like, you're saying. Yeah, he's a hero. He intentionally lets things sting him. Because like, he's into it? Or because he... Uh, he's kind of an interesting fellow. I'm not going to... He sounds I don't like know. a narcissist. Yeah. Um, I've only met him once and only in passing, so I can't really speak and to him. And he said, much. bite me. <laughs> no. <laughs> Thankfully. Fight me now. Yeah. No, I would fight not fight me with your now. mouth. <laughs> Wait, let's play the grasshopper game. Oh, grasshopper oh, yeah. game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so it's called Grass Hope, or you get these questions right. Uh, and basically, I'm going to throw it to you, Andrew, first, because uh, I assume maybe Max will know some of these. And uh, they're, they're just grasshopper facts. Uh, Fill them in. Rock and roll. Okay. The grasshopper can jump how many times? It's body length. 500 times. Maximilian. So they have wings. This is like... But they, they can jump, jump. And then they fly. Um, I mean, I was I told say, they can jump. Actually, 500 is not a bad jump. Yes, I would say 200. 200 is correct. Wow. Oh! Damn, sniper bullet. Data Max Rectum. Sniper bullet ant. <laughs> uh, really well done. But hey, great guess. You I don't know. I mean, he said great guess. I'm not saying that. Well, he said, he told me great guess. That's what I'm saying. I basically price is right at you. I was you like, I think I need to go low. <laughs> well, you know, when you it got works. a good guess, you got a good guess. Even if you don't win, it's still a good guess. It's still a good guess, and you still got a point for that. All so right. that's unbelievable. All right, cool. <laughs> uh, I don't know how the judges are doing this, but it's crazy that they gave you equal points uh, for Max's answer. <laughs> okay, how many grams of protein are in a grass? Oh, man. Fuck it. Uh, fucking like 14. Okay. I was going to say 15. Ooh. Oh. The answer is 14 to 28. Oh! <laughs> we both got the low end, but we're there. Yeah. yeah I mean, definitely in there. Uh, Where was this when I did the SATs? <laughs> <laughs> Where was this the beam of knowledge that's tapping my head? <laughs> Impulsive guessing. Uh, grasshoppers are commonly eaten in African, Central, and Southern American countries, and people say they're delicious. So I was going to ask you if you've eaten a grasshopper before. I have eaten a grasshopper. It's important to cook them though because they carry tapeworms. Whoa. Yeah, you yeah, definitely want to make sure that they I've eaten grasshoppers. Chill out, Bobby. Put it down, cook it. Grill it first. Yeah, grill it. Yeah, make sure they they're cooked all the way through. I've eaten them. Yeah. Grasshoppers and crickets are pretty tasteless. Uh crunchy. Yeah, so I guess like the bigger ones you definitely get a bit of a a meatiness to them, but it Hmm. The well, smaller I, ones, in my opinion, are better because they don't taste. Interesting. People, I don't know. Online, it said that they're really that they have a like I don't know a good decadent taste to them. And fourteen to twenty eight grams is of sufficient 
amount of protein. I mean, an egg is like six grams, so that's Whoa. like a pretty serious amount. Like yeah. they're they're packed. Huh. If you're trying to get ripped, <laughs> sounds like the birth of a new diet. There actually right? is. That's what I'm they're, they're, they have a, a cricket protein uh, company that okay. exists that like literally is like no like harvesting you, crickets. Do yeah, it? yeah. So there's there's a big industry right now. Oh, a big industry. Um, <laughs> No, I'm not the really next that Google. big. Google. Exactly. The, the, the next protein shake is is cricket meal. Oh wow! Yeah. yeah so so it's they a, just smush a bunch of crickets. And well, you you dry them out and you grind you grind it wow. down basically, and so you have a a powdered protein mix, which is high protein. It's actually insects are actually really easily digestible. Um, See, there's there, benefits here. There in, are benefits. people. Intimophagy yeah. is what it's called, and so what like, is it called? Intimophagy. Intimophagy. Yeah, the eating of insects. Um, it's, oh. it happens all over the world. It's pretty normal in a lot of places. Okay, uh, Andrew, you do a lot of intimophagy. <laughs> No. <laughs> I was just trying to get you to say intimafagy. Intimafagy. <laughs> yeah, intimafagy. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. Have you eaten crickets too? Yeah, yeah. I've eaten crickets and grasshoppers and ants and beetles. And Well, yeah, obviously you eat ants all the time. Yeah. Apparently you're well, no, stick. Normally, normally you, you taste them and put them back. You don't. <laughs> okay. If you eat them, then you can't identify them. When you're that feeling naughty, you're just like, okay, you're staying in there. <laughs> well, there's always a few thousand, so you can. Sure, yeah. No sure. Numb on a few of them. <laughs> okay. Uh, how much damage to grazing lands do grasshoppers cause per uh, year in the U.S.? And I want it in dollars? dollar amounts, yes. Dollar amount. Oh, God. It's going to be way higher than anyone really could imagine. <laughs> it's It's going to be... It's going to be... It's 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 gonna be about four hundred million dollars. Okay, I was gonna say about uh, about thirty million. The answer is one point five billion dollars. That's what dollars. I'm saying. It's a lot. It's a lot. Grasshoppers are still doing that much damage. So. This, I think, was focused mostly on locusts, but I was going to ask you about this because I yeah. read that they're actually a species of grasshoppers, short-horned grasshoppers. Yeah. So, so is that what grasshoppers? The movie is, you think? Um, I think in the movie they're grasshoppers. Obviously, you can correct me, well, but I think this, they're, when, when they're talking about destroying grazing lands, that that's a locust yeah. thing. So, mostly. I don't know what I actually don't know what defines a locust from like a grasshopper. There are mm. from a taxonomic perspective. So, like. For the people who actually like identify these things and like come up with how things are related, so tax, the taxonomists and systemicists, they're the big group that includes grasshoppers is the Orthopteran. Orthopteran. And within that, there are a number of major families, but like three of the big groups you see are the crickets, huh. which is one family, the grasshoppers, which is another family, and then the katydids, which is another family. There's a bunch of other it's like other the smaller fa- it's like the yeah. tataglias. <laughs> Yeah, cool. Yeah, and so the grasshoppers are all within like one group. <laughs> okay, um, and and I mean they. It says here they gather in large swarms and they can destroy entire fields of crop. Yeah, because they eat like half of their body weight. Yeah, I mean like when you think about like biblical plagues of locusts, that that was and still is a thing in many places. Mm-hmm. So in the U.S., we I don't remember what. So that maybe that wasn't a plague. Was. Maybe the Bible is wrong. Is what you're saying? I'm not that, going there. <laughs> mm, sounds like it's what you said, and it makes sense Hot. as a scientist. All I'm saying is that, that, that plagues of locusts are a thing. I'll turn the AC. <laughs> but yeah, we actually, we had a, um, God, I wish I could remember what it was. There used to be a native grasshopper here that would basically fly in such large groups that it would pretty much blot out the sun kind of thing. Like, Holy shit. They're not, they, I think they've gone extinct since now. Uh, this extinct. isn't my group of, my, this isn't my group of insects at all. Hey, dive in. But so, then no yeah. wonder that it became biblical stories because we, me and Michelle went to go see the solar eclipse mm-hmm. a couple summers yeah. ago 
And I immediately empathized with all animals or previous ancestral civilizations that had to experience that too, because it just feels like everything the world is, is about ending. to die. Yeah. Right, it's right. just the weirdest physical feeling in your body Whoa. that I can imagine if locusts block out the sun. <laughs> like, let's put this like, in the book. <laughs> they are more than me. Uh, they are God. Well, so there there yeah. are groups of insects like um, there are flies and stuff like that. That whenever they migrate, you can actually pick them up on radar. So that's actually in that's Europe annoying. the way yeah. that they detect butterfly movements and fly movements sometimes to like track migrations is literally with like radar. Because they, they look like clouds flying That's through. insane. Yeah, so there it's are so scary the information also. that is in your head, Max. Yeah. <laughs> years and years and years of just shoving useless, useless We're info. siphoning it out. Yeah. It's going great. Yeah. So there are about a... Uh, Brian would probably argue with me about it and probably be more right, but I think there are about a million described species of insects so far. Okay. Um, that projections are that they're anywhere between four to 30 million on the planet. Whoa. So... Just ants alone, if you were to weigh all Four the... Four to 30. Yeah. So, so what... <laughs> there's a big gap. Well, yeah, it gets hard. they don't know. So, yeah, so there are just... There's so many of them, and, like, as we were, like, delving into, like, really understanding things like flies and beetles and tiny wasps, mm-hmm. we're realizing that there's a lot more diversity there than we thought. Well, yeah, and so, plus, you have such primitive ways of identifying them. You're climbing into trees and licking <laughs> to know what the yeah, hell they are. with technology, well, so guys. Yeah, use radar. These days, some of the stuff they're doing is they, they'll do genetic sequencing and use oh. DNA to actually split apart these different species. And so, like, in some cases, what we think are, is one species turns out to be 20, and in other cases, we have something that we oh. think is, like, three, turns out to be one, but... For the most part, are morphological characters. So, like looking at an ant and going, like, "Oh, it has eight hairs on its head, and that one only has three mm-hmm. Has been this is something else, or this one's balding. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, we're gonna take a tiny little break, and we shall be right back. The break is over. Here we go back to the show about science. Um, okay, I have a couple more uh, grasshopper f- facts. Uh, how do grasshoppers make noise? Ah, oh, out of their ass. <laughs> Not like out of their ass. The out of their fucking ass. <laughs> hey, hey, whoa, come on. <laughs> no, forget about it. Yeah, you can curse all you want. Uh, yeah. If you have a guess, uh, as a music man. Uh, they're wings, man. Okay. Close. Okay. Yeah, so they do what we call stridulating. Stridulating. Um, so they have basically two different plates. Some, I think it's typically on the, uh, the hind leg and the, the wing that they can rub together. And it creates that high-pitched... I can't do it. I'm not going to even try. No, that was sounding good. That's sounded wild. Like a tiny door. Yeah. Uh, yeah that's grasshoppers. Sounds... They do sound like tiny doors. <laughs> yeah, they're all. Each one of them is like a tiny door into your soul. Yeah. Uh, and some species do this, and some don't. Do you know about that? Um, so I know that like within some grasshoppers, that you'll have different males. So the males are typically the ones. I think the only ones that are making these noises. It's okay. a. It's basically a mating uh, call yeah. type. Okay. Yeah, it's exactly what it is. It's a hollering at people. Because mm-hmm. isn't that um, what crickets are doing? Yeah, yeah. The noise is solely to find mates. Yeah. And so there will be some males that will call and some that don't. Mm-hmm. Um, because if you call, you're not just finding mates. You're also probably opening yourself up to predation. Mm-hmm. So you're basically yelling like, hey, hey I'm right here. I'm right here. Something can eat me. Mm-kay. Right. If, if you're sitting there yelling a bunch, 
and there's a big bird that may eat you. Yeah, right. your position. You may, yeah, you may now. you may attract a woman, but at Sandy! the same time, Sandy, <laughs> Melissa, <laughs> Catherine. <laughs> it's a worrisome if there's if there's something you know ten times your size that is like oh cool. I that's mean even food. us. Yeah, it's like well. I'm staying at Max's house right now. Shout out to Max. And uh, there's crickets in the house that get in, and it's usually just like one in the kitchen. And yeah. it's like, listen, buddy, you're telling me that you're here. Right. At I'm going to find point, you. It might be too annoying, and you're going to have to be uh, freed. F- captured and yeah, freed. Yeah, captured and freed. I had a roommate who, um, as a prank, released a box of crickets in my car. What? And so for like That's really nice. a part month, of the hazing? It, yeah. No, it's just he's. It, I don't remember what led up to it, but yeah. So for like a month, I had uh, I had crickets. Just everyone saw just the. Chirp, 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 oh my chirp, god! Chirp. Like, god, I hate them. So they rude. In your vents? I they were just. I would. I swept dead crickets out of my car for. Oh my months. god! Terrible I prank. Hate <laughs> I hate that. It was really humorous. I hate for your like, friend for about ten minutes. <laughs> Did you do anything back? Uh, probably, but I don't remember. Put I think that bullet, was kind of put the a end bullet of bullet ant in his shoe? <laughs> yeah, seriously. The same bullet ant that took your thumb, you yeah. put it in his shoe? Put it right in the shoe. That's what I'm talking about. That's uh, terrifying. Do you do you condone the killing of the, like, if Andrew finds a cricket or but a grasshopper? For what, for what it's worth, I, I do want to set the record straight that I usually do not kill mm. the insects to get it out. Like, you could ask friends of mine, I capture them in cups. Release them. And then uh, I release them. That's nice. Yeah, so um, I go for the kill. I, I'm ashamed to say it, but if there's like a mosquito in my bedroom or something, I go instantly into mosquitoes. I will kill destruction. Mode. We don't need them. They're, they're, I learned on the podcast they are the number one predator against humans, right? Yeah, well, not predator per well, se, but yeah, yeah. they they do kill a lot of people. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah. That's not what I said. Push my glasses off. Yeah, Yeah, they they are vectors of a lot of diseases, so they kill a lot of us. They are very, very deadly. Yeah, we got to fight back. Take the streets back. (laughs) Yeah, I'm just doing uh, justice. I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. Yeah, so so, um, typically if I'm in my house, yeah, I'll just shoo things out. Or like if it's Mm. like a spider or something in the corner, like whatever, I'm not going to bother with it. But like as a scientist. Wait a minute, you're not going to bother with it? Like you're going to leave the scientist like to do whatever it wants? The spider, yeah. I'm just like, there's a spider that's been in my. Spiders are scientists? Yep, spider scientists. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I'm just, I'm just going to leave that scientist I'm shocked. I hate, I, again, any, pretty much anything that's like creepy, crawly, small, I'm out. And so if I see a spider, I can't do anything else. I'm just thinking about how now there's a spider in my room (laughs) and I need to get rid of it. It's so, on my face. It's like yeah. shocking to me that you're like, oh, there's a spider in my well, room. It it's cool. It depends on the situation. So like once in Panama, I, after, and late evening, I'm coming back to my room. Um, and the way these rooms were set up was the light switch was on the opposite side of the room. And there's a light outside your door. And so as I walked in, like it's kind of one of these horror movie moments where the yeah. door is shutting behind me. And in that last little bit of like light, I see a giant tarantula right over my <laughs> bed. And then the door closes. Uh, and it's like, oh. Damn. I had to walk across the room, go flick on the light, and then the tarantula's gone. Oh, <laughs> just like, no. oh. Yeah, so th- that's a moment when I, I will agree with you. I sat there going, I gotta find that bastard. I gotta find him, yeah. <laughs> yeah and so I did and shoot it out. But like, I've had a spider in like the corner of my bathroom for the last month where I'm just like, hey, bud. Wow. Um, Some of them, you just get this vibe that they are totally cool. Well, it sounds like Max is like putting out that vibe. It's like saying, <laughs> like, hey, man, it's cool, man. Yeah, Enjoy man. my it's, place. 
Slimes is eating something that I don't want. Yeah. <laughs> next spider Woodstock. God, uh, let's hope not. Um, but you know, like as a. <laughs> Let's hope not. God damn. <laughs> Those loud kids. <laughs> but yeah, as a scientist, like a lot of, <laughs> to like identify a lot of things or to work with insects, we kill a lot of them. Like, right. the, my lick and stick is lick stick and then it goes into a vial of ethanol. And that kills Ooh. it. Yeah. And so they, you have to take it back to the lab. Yeah. And so, to look at it under a scope, having it move around everywhere is just not going to help. Yeah. Um, that's a pain. But the nice thing about working with like you ants, hold it by its arms. <laughs> You gotta tie it down. So with ants, um, <laughs> tie it down. tying it down is annoying. It is a bit. So we actually, we actually do tie down ants. Whoa! So we don't tie. So I worked with a group who, um, uh, a woman named Alyssa Stark. Uh, she's a professor now at Villanova. Her dad's uh, Iron Man. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Avengers yeah. game. Yeah, so Alyssa um, studies how things stick to um, surfaces. Okay. She's really interested in, like, adhesion. Yeah. And so we were asking questions about how ants adhere to different uh, substrates. That's so, right. like, like how do they stick to um, dirty uh, limbs? Or how do, they, how do you deal with the fact that, like, you live in a tropical rainforest and it gets wet and it gets super hot? And so the way you would test this is you tie a string around the ant and you pull it across uh, some sort of substrate. Whoa. You're dragging the yeah, ant yeah, you drag it the and mud. You, yeah, Crazy. Yeah, and so the best string to actually use, so they make very, very uh, thin nylon string, but the best mm. thing to use is actually hair. Whoa. And so Alyssa would sit there pulling out her hair. Oh, my tying God. Tying these little, wow. these little so nooses around ants. <laughs> no, no, no. All her experience. Thankfully got lots of hair. But, uh, oh, that's good. The things that we learn from our elders. Like so ecologists are, are, ecologists are very practical. Uh, so I'm an entomologist, but like my field is I would call myself a community ecologist. Yeah, that's what I would call you yeah. also. Yeah. <laughs> so there's like this like infinite regression of like different titles you can give a scientist so like I'm a myrmecologist I study ants I'm an entomologist I study insects but since I ask questions about like where things live and how they live there mm. I'm an ecologist and then I ask those questions at the scale of like a tree or a neighborhood right. I would say I'm a community ecologist so insects that all interact it's a great title yeah, yeah so I'm an, I'm an community ecologist who studies um, uh, insects cool but ecologists as a general rule are like the people who you are kind of like the Indiana Jones at least that's how we like to view ourselves yeah um, of biology we're often out in the field and like rainforest or deserts or stuff like that yeah. and so it's really important to be practical about your equipment you want things that are light you want things that are cheap mm -hmm. um, you want things that are if they break down you can fix them easily um, and so yeah so coming up with like Okay, I need I need some way to tie a noose around this little ant to do this oh study. God. Wow, so using your hair dark. ends up being what it is from and your like, own head. Yeah, <laughs> wow. yeah, like like people who study mosquitoes often will will well then I don't feed care. them feed, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> feed the mosquitoes you can with tie their a own noose arms around a mosquito like all yeah. day. Yeah. yeah, yeah, literally feeding mosquitoes poison. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, um, I have a couple more here. Are you ready? Yeah, dude. yeah. Let's you do feel it. primed up. So <laughs> now I'm ready. <laughs> well, you were doing great before. No, but now. Oh, okay. So, if humans could jump as far as grasshoppers do relative to size, how far could we jump? Well, one man has done this, and his name is Michael Jordan. <laughs> From the three throw line to the hoop. The three throw line. Do <laughs> uh, you want to guess? How about in feet? In feet? In okay, feet. cool. How about. Uh... 
200 feet. Okay, 200 be, feet. Between 1,000 and 1,200. Oh, wow. Well, if, it, if it's 200 times its body length. Max, I'm sorry. That is way too much. <laughs> uh, you're doing more than expected, and I hate it. Oh, I'm um, sorry. So Crazy what man. I found, and this all could be wrong, by the way, because it's from the internet to yeah. your own research, obviously. Well, they're entertaining us nonetheless. You know the internet. Yeah, great. <laughs> We're sparking curiosity in the youth. Um, at least 360 feet, okay. which oh. is more than the size of a football field, more than the length of a football field. Oh, you were closer That's than like, me. Speaking of Marvel, Avengers, Tony Stark, yep. Spider-Man, like I know that we're talking about this stuff a lot today. Yeah, Hulk kind of does that in the True. first Hulk yeah. movie. Huge He's jumps, like doing grasshopper big, jumps. Grasshopper jumps. That's a good mm-hmm. point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where are the ears of a grasshopper huh. located? Oh God. Max knows this. I do know. You are this. you okay. are excited. Okay. I study insects. I should know some okay. basic. How about things. its feet? It's close. It's it's on its legs. It's where its oh. tympanum is. So that's the. Can we talk about how I'm, I'm like close to the answers of all? Yeah, these? you like, are. What is so going on? Some sometimes grasshopper. I don't know if you get grasshopper tympanums on the abdomen ever. Yeah, that's what I read. That it's on their bellies. Yeah, that's what so I, sometimes it's on oh. the bellies. I think sometimes mm-hmm. you get it at like the what might be the equivalent of like a knee. Okay. Um, that's close to your guess. No, kind of. You're still nailing it, dude. Somehow. Not bad. It's going to be a good day. <laughs> You're crazy on fire. This one... Um, <laughs> this one's uh, really important. <laughs> Some grasshoppers may spit liquid to defend themselves. Ew. So my question is, is that hardcore Yucktown or Super Soaker Gross City? <laughs> that is hardcore Yucktown, bro. Yeah, I'm going oh. with hardcore Yucktown. Yeah, yeah, so can do you know about that? Is that a, so a common... Of, yeah, a lot of insects will... Well, given a, uh, if you're attacked by something, regurgitation is a quick way to not only make yourself less appealing, sure, uh, but I, if you think about like people crapping themselves before battle, there's like a, a yeah. reasoning behind that. It's you get in that flight or flight, fl- fight or flight mode, mm-hmm. and you make yourself a little lighter. It's, they always skip over that in like the big army war movies. Yeah, I think the, about this shit all the time. Literally like the shit. Okay. Literally the shit. Is what <laughs> yeah. you're thinking about. I whenever I watch any war footage, I'm like, that guy is walking weird. He has a nugget in there. Yeah, yeah. very possible. Yeah, it but seems yeah. like it would deter uh, your enemies. Yeah. But actually, I do think about like, like for instance, I'm obsessed with hockey for some reason, and I think about how like. They're getting so close to each other's faces and stuff, and like they all have probably have bad breath. Maybe one of them smells, and like yeah. how much that like pisses you off even more sometimes when you're in like a feud. It's just like, man, you smell like shit. Did you never <laughs> play contact sports? Because that's a hundred percent true. Yeah, yeah. Like, have oh some, yeah. Like, when you play basketball, dude on top of you. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I haven't showed up to any of the weekend games yet. I've been pretty busy. But. That's okay, buddy boy. You can come whenever you want. All right. Open door policy. You know that. <laughs> um, Trickle-down economics. It's all about trickle-down economics when it comes to our weekly basketball game. <laughs> and you know that, Andrew. We're, we're good friends. We go back a long way. Yeah. Trickle-down economics. Okay. Um, I have uh, very stupid questions about uh, the film. Obviously, we haven't touched on the film a ton. But there's, there's... Let's do that now. All these characters... Okay. All these characters are different... Insects, I yep. want to say. Yeah. Okay, um, so for example, ladybugs. Uh, just like, what's the deal with ladybugs? So there are male ladybugs. Yes, yeah. So ladybugs are are part of a family of beetles, um, cosinellids. Um, so since it's a whole family, that means it's got lots and lots of different species. So there are males and females. Um, ladybugs are bright colors because a lot of them actually produce 
semi-toxic to toxic chemicals. So if you yeah. ever pick up a ladybug, it may may produce like kind of a yellow liquid. Okay. Like um, pee or something. Uh, it's, it's more thick and viscous. So think like like really What's, nasty snot, ew, kind of. Um, okay. And that tastes horrible. And if eaten, of in course you eating. know that. Well, no, I, I <laughs> you eat that. Stuff? I haven't eaten. You're, that. Afraid. You're a freak, Max. <laughs> <laughs> At some point, fingers go in mouths as a kid. So <laughs> yeah, whatever. Dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You like ladybugs? Oh no! Do <laughs> we going out Saturday? Or? Oh god. <laughs> My girlfriend's never going to talk to me. <laughs> okay, so ladybugs, they, she won't they fire hear this. out the she yellow won't stuff. Yeah, yeah. So they uh, they produce this slightly toxic chemical, um, and so it can actually make you sick. Wow. Def- that's why- so, so people shouldn't pick up ladybugs, play with ladybugs. No, you can totally play with them. Just don't eat them. That oh, would be okay. my advice. So it's not toxic to your Yeah, skin. you're not going like, to absorb it and get- Oh, okay. But like, yeah, don't eat it. And if don't you happen it. to like pick up a ladybug and then like eat a burger or something, you may be like, wow, something tastes kind of foul. That would be the ladybug. That's your fingers, your fingies. Yeah. So yeah. wash your hands after yeah. you play with a ladybug. Is it's probably advice. just a wash your hands before you eat would probably be <laughs> the well, baseline. Sure, but not everybody advice. has time for that. Yeah, fair. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. <laughs> okay, good. Um, okay, uh, the the rain. There's there's this very intense scene where it starts raining and they all panic and yeah. they're running around. Is that how it is for them down there? Yeah, somewhat. So um, some of the work we did. Um, and some of the work I've done in the past with ants is looking kind of um, something that I would like to do more of is looking at ants' response to rain. So if you ever are out in a tropical rainforest for some weird reason or just like out in out and about in like a park, uh, if it's right about to rain, a lot of ants actually hightail it out of there before it starts raining. They know. They know. And we don't know. So that's, like, Ooh, that's the question I that I want to ask. So there's a couple of... Um, a couple of ideas we've kind of bounced around and so right before it rains you get this big change in temperature you get a big change in light you get a change in like really air big ma- change oh, fairly I mean, big yeah, we're I mean, not like focused it, on it we're on instagram it, it, it gets cooler <laughs> it gets cooler it gets darker put your phones away <laughs> learn your environment yeah you there's get a change in barometric pressure uh one of the things we think it may be um and this is kind of who knows is that you get a change in electrical potential between the earth and the ground and the ground that's what produces lightning that's and so insane. a lot of insects can detect uh oh changes in electricity so like sometimes ants will end up like clogging up electrical equipment and like shutting things down it's because they they kind of get it uh, like attracted to it or they can maybe there's there's kind of some debate about it it may just be like one ant gets shocked it produces this alarm pheromone which mm-hmm. is a, a chemical which basically says help me help me oh. and so then other ants show up and it kind of okay. is negative feedback i was going to ask about that too because at one point um or no, I think that's in the other uh, Funny I Shrunk the Kids when yeah. you're watching also. But there's like scout ants. But I guess yeah. that goes more towards what ants are in this film. You said harvester ants yeah, are in the film. Yeah, but those things actually exist. So okay. ants ants have um, essentially sort of defined roles. Okay. Um, and it usually changes with as they age. So Oh, they switch so, up. Yeah, so one thing that, that the movie gets really wrong is, so like Dot, the, the young ant, or the young ants period, yeah. uh, should all be basically... The ant of the throne. Yeah, they should all be basically maggots. So oh. baby ants look like essentially maggots. Gross. There were maggots. There were maggots. There are the the okay. upsetting the maggots is the the only time, and then Francis is the only example of. Mm. Um, Francis is the caterpillar. The caterpillar. Okay. Yeah, Francis the caterpillar. And is, he's immature because he's not a. So a, an adult caterpillar turns into a butterfly. Right. So that's. Before that, you have an immature, which can be either a larvae or a nymph. 
Larvae mm. typically is what you would call something that goes through complete metamorphosis. So like has a cocoon, so a pupae. And okay. then if it's something like a grasshopper, it's it goes through stages of basically little grasshopper, slightly bigger grasshopper, bigger grasshopper, grass, biggest grasshopper with wings. Got it. And uh, it's also called a nymph? Uh, it can be called a nymph or, yeah, so nymph. little nymphs. Uh, a nymph? Is a that nymph. spelled the same as yeah, like, what like I'm a thinking? a little fairy. Yeah, nymph. Okay. All right. Well, if you say so, Max. Yep. Yep. There's Shout no- out to Francis's voice actor. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus he was Christ! Great. Anything that that character was saying <laughs> was hilarious. It was awesome. So I actually I really like how they did Francis. Yeah. Uh, of all of the insects, I think he, in some ways, was done the best. So oh. one of the one of the things that insects do is that as a as a larval insect, as an immature insect, their entire purpose is basically eat a bunch grow, eat, grow, eat, grow, so that you can become an adult and reproduce. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Francis is literally, that is his whole focus, is eat, 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 yeah, yeah. which is actually appropriate. That's exactly what a caterpillar should be doing. Mm. And Just so like I in actually, that cute book. <laughs> yeah, the, very, the Hungry, Hungry Caterpillar. Yeah. The Hungry, Hungry Caterpillar, that's oh, right. Nice. Yeah, I yeah, could so, read for a while. So. <laughs> yeah, but you'll get there. Eventually, right? I hope. I better. <laughs> You'll I mean, see my SATs. It certainly looks like I can't read. <laughs> but yeah, they did a great job with Francis. Um, and, Dot, on okay. the other hand, Dot wouldn't exist. Dot would be a little uh, a little maggot. A so there isn't uh, small ants, there baby aren't ants? small ants. Well, there are baby ants, but they aren't little ants. And they also... Oh. so They look the same, they're just younger. So they don't look the same. The, the young ants, mm-hmm. so ants are... are Go through complete metamorphosis. Um, okay. They have an egg that then turns into a maggot-like larvae, mm-hmm. which then pupates. So it turns into like basically a, a chrysalis, kind of like a like a caterpillar would do. But they don't. They don't. Most ants don't spin cocoons. Okay. Um, and then that turns into an adult ant. Oh. So wait, what's this chrysalis? So with ants, um, it basically just looks like a a white ant that is all of its limbs are kind of pulled together, Whoa. and it's basically. It's 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 chrysalis stage. It is going from I was a maggot, I was a maggot. Now I'm going to break down my body entirely and rebuild it up into an ant. Oh my god! And so the ants you see are all Crazy. adult ants. Regeneration. Yep. And all the ants you see are female, which is another thing that any of the movies that talk about ants get wrong. Right. Um, yes. So almost all, all the ants, ants are female. They're not all female, but. So males are pretty useless in the ant, ant world. So it's a it's a highly sounds, sounds familiar. <laughs> yes, I yeah. learned this recently and was so actually shocked. One of, one of the fun things that we uh, we did uh, for my undergraduate work was studying these rafting behaviors with the fire ants. Right. Mm-hmm. And one of the things we found is that within like 24 hours, if there were any males in the colony, they're no longer on the raft uh, because they eat them. Ooh. Because the males are basically flying sperm bags. They have one job. Right. Breed, die. And Jesus. so anytime things get, ba- get this bad. This is our future, yeah. boys. <laughs> if you don't Grow listen some wings. <laughs> Have a Real kid or else. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Wow. And so all the ants you see are females. All the all the ones without wings are females. Okay. So and there would be no, because that was a question of mine towards the end of the film, because Flick ends up in a relationship with yeah. Ada. Ada, which is a great name for an ant. Is that like a part of it's, an ant or yeah, something? Yeah, it's a genus of ants. So the leaf oh. cutting ants are, are the Ada. Got it. And okay. so it's it's that definitely one, one of these. You. Yeah, I was like, oh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah. There are definitely there's a few little like entomological inside jokes in this, and I was like, oh, that's you guys nice. Did that for me. Yeah, <laughs> that's good that they put that in there. There's yeah. like, 
Um, well, yeah, towards the end, he they're like in a relationship, yeah. and it seems like he's going to be, I don't know, yeah. king or prince or some crap. Well, what, what makes it worse about that is that, generally speaking, within an ant colony, everyone is related. So everyone is usually sisters. Ouch. And so... so there's a little bit of Alabama going on. Is the that, category that okay. I'm for that? <laughs> <laughs> no, but for real, when are we going to talk about the controversy of a bug's life and ants? Oh, yeah, that was a huge uh, thing. I didn't. I just thought it was like funny because they came out at the same time. No, and, you it was know, like that's there, happened. Were, there was public like spars between yes. DreamWorks and Pixar, and like the dude from DreamWorks was calling Steve Jobs, like, asking him, can to, like, you push move, it. yeah, move it, because it's interfering with our first animation, The Prince of Egypt or something? Yes, yeah. that's correct. And yeah. he was like, hell no. <laughs> and then, it, a lot of bla- bad blood over yes, a lot of insect bad blood. animation movies, yeah. I love it. Well, yeah. and, like, my understanding, the reason I don't complain about the fact that the, the ants, at least, within A Bug's Life, only have four appendages, mm-hmm. is that I think that actually, like, boiled down to, like, a legal argument of, like, Whoa. no, we've already designed our ants and they have six legs. Your ants can't have six legs. Wow. This was something that I had, I remember reading years and years ago, but I, I could be completely mistaken. Okay. But yeah, it's, it's kind of nuts. And in some ways, ants does a, a slightly better job of explaining an ant colony. Like there's no, oh. like the, the central conflict of a bug's life, grasshoppers like demanding from ants, yeah. it's just never going to happen. Like, right, it, that was a big question sort of, I had. Yeah. I loved it. The grasshoppers were like the mafia. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. But it did seem like, what in the hell is this based on in nature? Yeah, it, it's not based on anything real. So there, cool. there, are, there are insects that live alongside of ants, uh-huh. but ants are... Ants make up, in most cases, most of what we would call bi- the biomass okay. of any system they live in. So, like, in forest, in, in trees and tropical rainforest, um, ants can make up to 96% of the insects. Wow. So, wow. like, basically so everything many. you see up there is ants. And then, Whoa. in some cases, up to 50% of all of the insect mass... Uh, in a forest or in a, in a system will be just ants. Damn. So, Man, I hope they outlive us. I hope they survive. You know, well, they deserve it. They've they've been here a lot longer than us, and they probably will. Yeah. They're, they're, so we actually have we have uh, a huge amber collection at the museum. Mm. And one of the interesting things, uh, we've got some of this amber that's between 16 and 20 million years old. Wow. And there are ants in there that I can look at, and I'm like, oh, I know, who, I know that ant. Wait, like, how many years old? 16 to 20 million years old. We have that? Yeah, yeah. So we have, we have amber that stretches back further than this 100 million off. years. Is it real? Yeah. <laughs> is it real? Yeah. That's his first That's question. Insane. Yeah. It's, it's insane that we could clock things. Like, yeah. looking into space, that's 57 million light years away. Yeah. How do you have a frame of reference to know that? You know, it's insane that we can do that. Shit. I they wish lick I it. I wish you look and stick. They look and go, ah, that amber's about 10 million years old. <laughs> yeah. It's terrible. It's, it's got a little Schmidt bit of salt on it. it. What's that his name? Me. Yeah, sure. That's the guy who likes to be uh, stung. You yeah. get stung. I wish I could intelligently talk about how you how you date things. Um, Brian and some of the other people at the museum are, the museum has a huge paleontology uh, department and group. They have several different groups. Yeah. Um, and so, these are world experts at dating these things and coming up with how everything's related. It's here done. in L.A. Yeah, here in L.A. Right wow. here in Los Angeles yep. County at the Natural wow. History See, Museum. See, when people yep. start beefing between New York or L.A., we got to be talking about this kind of shit. Yeah. yeah. This we is New York has the American Amber. History Museum, which is also another... Boo. Another beautiful museum. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think it sucks. The nice thing about museum, uh, the nice they thing about science is like we do try. To, 
<laughs> Everyone shits on the floor in that oh, museum. It's so messy, oh. man. It sucks. It's like they're going into battle. <laughs> <laughs> they have prosciutto, though. No, but like, yeah, the prosciutto so the nice thing about good. science, uh, uh, typically in the best cases, it's collaborative, and so. There isn't this kind of there. There can be, but at least within like the the life sciences, so within ecology and things like that, people tend to work together because the work is you don't have to worry about someone essentially scooping your work, which is what we call it when someone like publishes something before you can, like on the uh, same topic, whoa, like Ants and Bugs Life. Yeah, they, yeah. They exactly. Scooped. Yes, that's exactly it. Wow. Uh, or like Good we were one. talking about hey, uh, Wallace and Darwin. So you would say mm-hmm. that Darwin scooped Wallace. Darwin scooped him hard. Yeah, we Super all hard. know Darwin. Yeah. And it's like Bugs Life scooping ants. Yep. Yeah. Exactly or vice that. versa, maybe? I don't, yeah, I don't know. I feel Bugs like Life did better, so we could say. That's true. <laughs> I haven't seen ants in a long time, but yeah. I feel like a Bugs Life scooping. I think movie. Steve Jobs just flat out said, like, I'll never see ants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like yeah. The beef went so heavy. And, and I read the Wikipedia for Bugs Life, and the largest piece of literature on the whole page was the controversy, the controversy. tab. <laughs> right, yeah. I mean, it was a big deal at that point in time. Yeah. It was like the beginnings of Pixar. Yeah. It was like right when and they were cash getting and cash right. bank. <laughs> yeah, maybe. It was a cash <laughs> bank, a solid baby. cash bang uh, back then. <laughs> cash um, okay, I have a few other things. I want to talk about dung beetles, yeah. uh, that they can like roll absurd amounts of dung together. Well, so earlier I was mentioning that, that some insects navigate by using phototaxis, and some use the Milky Way. Right. So there's actually there's I've got a group of friends who um, well acquaintances uh, who yeah, we don't like them that much. Well, I, I don't know them very well. I, I wouldn't want to call them friends. <laughs> we don't like um, them that much. <laughs> I've met with a couple people who study dung beetles, and one of the things that they they were able to show um, is that there's this group of dung beetles that navigate with their their balls of dung at night uh, using the Milky Way. And the way they found this out was they they did a couple things. One, they created little hats for the beetles. Oh. So it covers. Cute. It, could, it wouldn't let them see up. And so the beetles would get lost. Oh, oh my cruel. God. And then yeah. they took the beetles and brought them into a planetarium. Okay. Where they could change the oh Milky Way. Oh, my God. And so, so they would. Sick. So you would, the beetle would start trying to, like, roll its tongue back to where it was, and then they would shift where the Milky Way was. Cruel and the, still. <laughs> the beetle would then so change I mean, cool direction. way of finding it out, though. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's definitely Damn. one of those, like, so they, they put on these little beetle fashion shows with their different little hats trying Cute. to figure out what would work. Yeah. Cute. And then, all the hot photographers yep. are there. So, but why does that help them uh, navigate? So it, it's, Where are they going? it's stationary. So often oh, these oh. beetles will dig a bit of a, uh, a burrow. Mm-hmm. They will then go find the poop that they want uh, to lay their eggs on. Mm. And yeah, so the reason they're collecting dung is to, um, it's what they lay their eggs on. And okay. so it's what like, they're, they're Because it works as like fertilizer or something? Uh, or? Essentially. So like a lot of, if we eat something, if yeah. you, so one of the jokes or one of the things that are advised to do in the rainforest it, as an entomologist is... Go poop in the forest and and then sit back and watch. So we are really bad at digesting things, and a lot of mammals are not great at digesting. Okay. Like we leave a lot of material behind in our shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so your wow. poop is actually like a, a pretty hot They're commodity, really, like flame and yun for these yeah. dung beetles. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yours specifically. And so yeah, right. so so literally like, like bucks. working in the tropics or just Sold. working on insects in general. If you're ever in a forest, like one of the the pieces of advice that people give you is like, yeah, go poop in the forest That's and like a cool sit back and watch it. Vibe. Yeah. <laughs> Entomology. Like, hey, hey, hey. 
we told Jerry to go watch the poop in the forest. Yeah, he's just been looking at his poop for hours. (laughs) We're not getting anything done. No, it's actually kind of problematic because, like, literally, like, people are obsessed with looking at their poop. No, no, it's more like as you're pooping in the forest, you're often having to, like, swat things away. Oh, that's (laughs) weird. You're trying to, like, finish up before. so vulnerable. Yeah, and you feel pretty vulnerable just in general because you're, like, you're down, you're out there with, like, your pants around your ankles. Yeah, what about snakes and stuff? I mean, it's a problem, but you learn to... People are actually fairly... It's fairly easy to develop a search image for some snakes. Uh, but so like where I was working previously, you have to deal a lot with uh, fertilants, mm-hmm. which are really venomous and will definitely will end your, your, your field experience Whoa. Uh, really quickly. They can, you can lose limbs. Um, what? Not generally, but like it, it's, it's a venomous snake. Um, Ugh. But yeah, you just, you kind of, it's kind of part of the... Uh, how many times have you, I don't want to ask, of course, but you led me here, so I yeah. must. How many times have you pooped in the rainforest? In the, I mean, you don't keep track. I've, I've after, So that's just common. You're, that's just the that thing. That means that you've done it so many times. <laughs> yeah. You can't count. If yeah. you have to go, you're going yeah, on the so, floor. That's where, that's so the bathroom. So I've, I've done <laughs> floor. I don't so, know. <laughs> a log? You, you can call it the forest floor. So it's, it's yeah, not the floor is not long. I feel like if you're. The ground if works if you're too, yeah. Outside, I'm using so, the more technical term. So I've used, so I've done very different types of field excursions. So sometimes I, so I did a lot of work with the Smithsonian's Tropical Research Institute in Panama. Sounds mm-hmm. hot. Yeah, yeah, it's a nice place. So they have a, a big um, facility on this island in the middle of the Panama Canal where they've been doing scientific research there for almost a hundred years. Okay. Um, so it's considered one of the most well studied for tropical rainforest on the planet. It's wow. Yeah, it's a really it's kind of like a mecca near to the go Panama to. Canal. It's in the middle of the canal. Wow. So you basically, when they right, I guess. Yeah. Even so when they flooded the canal, it was yeah. a, a hilltop that became an island, and it's been Whoa. a place where people have been doing research since that happened. And everybody poops there. Um, well, so there you have facilities. You have decent facilities to where like. Ah. I'm generally not going to poop in the woods there. You can, Diapers. I can, yeah, you can go to the, they've got like a nice dorm, they've got bathrooms, but like I've also done work where you are in the middle of a rainforest there. Where there's out no hiking. bidet. Yeah, there's no bidet. Yeah. yeah. Man, barely, that's got to be hell. There's barely even toilet and, paper. And so and that, all just yeah. love bidets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's so refreshing. Yeah, it is refreshing. It's and you get, a, you get a, a little drink if you're thirsty also. <laughs> yeah. got to wash the ant out of your mouth. Do you oh. bring stuff to wipe? I don't know why I'm asking these no, things. No, go for but it. But again, you, this is on you. Yeah, I started yeah, it's it. your fault. Leaves? What do you? What's the move Yeah, here? so you don't want to generally use leaves in Not the rainforest. Not the Amazon, Ethan. You're going to get like a crazy rash. I, I'm yeah. asking. I don't know. Yeah, so a lot of a lot of leaves. So you have a lot of things in like what are the, what's the families, the Anacardiaceae, which are... So like the Kardashians. Yeah, it's the, of the forest. It's what includes yeah. like poison ivy. Okay, and then a, a lot of things in the rainforest have um, chemicals and compounds that can give you rashes. A okay. lot of things have spines or urticating hairs. Yeah. So, so part of your supplies is yeah, f- uh, a fair amount TP. of like field TP things that biodegrade mm-hmm. and will break down quickly. That's good, but yeah. still like I I'm not wiping myself with a leaf unless I have to or unless I know what that leaf is. With which I'm not a plant expert. Have you pooped mm. at night? Oh yeah, that sounds terrifying. It's to me. a bit, it's yes. a bit much. Vulnerable butthole. Okay. At night. <laughs> so scared, so scared to do that. Yeah. Well, and the other thing is, like, often at night you're you're camping somewhere at that point, and so you you don't want to be pooping right next to camp. So you go sure. out. So like, you really have to kind of like hike a little ways mm-hmm. in the That's dark, and the then like find a horror. comfortable tree to lean against, and like Ugh. at night there's just like 
that's often when a lot of insects are out. It's often oh when a lot of like God. ants are out. And so like you're leaning up against this. the tree. It sounds like my nightmare. Yeah. Like so hoping you, nothing... you probably like camping though, also, right? Yeah, yeah. So I do. I do a lot of backpacking and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I I was a. I did. I worked for a rock climbing facility for a long time and right. stuff like that. So yeah, my my background is a, a lot of outdoors type stuff. Do you free solo climb? No, God no. <laughs> You're obsessed <laughs> with free solo climbing. Me. <laughs> Alex, uh, uh, Hanel was just in town not that long ago. He gave a, a you know talk. Alex? No, I don't know him at all. <laughs> <laughs> but like He's every time I watch his stuff, I'm just like, oh. He's that, out of his fucking mind. Freaks. I think that it's a good case study in like when you, someone goes too far. I'm, I'm not. I have no idea. I don't know the guy. But <laughs> like human achievements, he put everyone that loves him like in the worst place ever. <laughs> it, it's impressive it and terrifies me. Like, yeah. I've spent a lot of time climbing. I've spent a lot of time climbing trees and rocks and doing any of that kind of stuff without ropes. Uh-uh. Nah, no thanks. Yeah, no thanks. <laughs> no, thank I, you. I do enough dangerous things. I would like it to be semi-safe. Yeah. Um, okay, the last thing I had was the stick bug. Yeah. The phasmatodia. Yep. Phasmatodia. Phasma- 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 nice, Ethan. Phasmids. Phasmids is an easy way to yeah, say it. Phasmids. Phasmatodia. Yeah, phasmids. So I had just a couple questions. They uh, They shed their skin and then they eat their skin. Do you know about this? I have no idea. So a lot oh, okay. of... Um, That's like right. us eating our shit. No, uh, not quite. So a lot of... <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, that's wrong. <laughs> it's like you eating your skin. Uh, but right. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. That's a good comparison. Uh, I so, can see how you're more right when you say that. <laughs> yeah, that makes a lot more sense. I yeah. can see that now. I read so, that, and then I also read that they regrow limbs that they lose. Like, as a self-defense move, if something's like coming at their limb, they'll just... They can... Uh, on purpose, uh, just yeah, like okay. disattach or whatever. So there, so insects, so insects have what we call an exoskeleton, okay. uh, as opposed to us with an endoskeleton, and so that means anytime they have to grow, they have to shed that that skeleton, basically mm-hmm. like taking off like a, a suit of armor, a robe. Yeah, yeah, a robe. They're I taking their robe off, yeah. And, yeah. Then, and then they Getting inflate, cozy. and then their their new set of armor basically hardens up. Okay. Um, often before they go through molting, they basically. Di- internally digest most of the material of that that outside skin oh, okay. and reabsorb it. Um, so I guess there may be situations with some phasmids where they just they can't break down enough of it, so they eat it. Mm-hmm. I don't honestly. I don't know much about okay. molting Stick bugs. Phasmids. Granted, one of the interesting things in the movie is uh, Hopper. Hopper sheds his his brother, his the, cousin, the, the dorky cousin uh, or brother. Right, Mol- I don't remember his brother. Name. Molt is his name? Molt is his name. Wow, yeah. cool. And he molts. He molts, which is... Like instantaneously. Yeah, right, and actually scared. completely wrong. Okay, cool. So <laughs> the reason it's wrong is that molt has wings the whole time. And uh-huh. one of the ways you identify an adult insect, um, just as like a, a general rule, there are some exceptions, is it has wings. Mm. So once an insect has wings, it has reached its its ultimate stage. It, it's ain't, not gonna, gonna, it ain't gonna molt. Yeah, it's done molting. So mm. molt... If Molt had never flown before, I would have been like, oh, you guys got it right. Because, like, when he's introduced, he kind of squirms into a hole and, right, like, right, right. walks. But then he flies, and I was flies like, oh, out. no. You they guys were it. almost there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, like, it looks like they have, like, some of these, like, smaller nymphal. Right. Well, they um, all but fly in a pack, yeah. too, though. So they shouldn't molt. No. You guys like malteds, though? Like shakes? Yeah. Malts, yeah. Malt, isn't it called a malted? Isn't that a thing? I don't know. I think if you're from the 1950s or something. Oh, okay. Yeah. Or, I can like be a malted. 40s, like <laughs> proto milkshake terminology. <laughs> a malted favorite flavor from the laboratory. Oh, dude, 
right what are we now, talking? Right now, I'm so into like pistachio ice cream. Oh, I think it's yeah. the most underrated. I flavor. love pistachio yes. ice cream. Get yeah. out of here. Get out of town. Put 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 some pistachio in with some like coffee ice cream. Holy shit! Good night. Yeah, that's a good malted. <laughs> yeah. You ask me. Um. All right. Well, we're we're out of time. Um. But uh, but we usually have a little plug section here. Andrew, obviously, the Big Thief record is on everybody's lips and in everybody's well, what, ears. Will, it, today it came out, but this will not be the. Today it came out. This will probably come out in uh, I don't know a couple weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you got I something hope else? myself. Two weeks from now is still proud. <laughs> I think that you will be. I think that you should be. Obviously, I've not heard the record yet. It just came out today. But I'm very psyched about it, and everybody says it's great. Yes, it, we're all very proud. Yeah, it's a whole proud family over there. Proud family, proud family. Uh, anything else that people should check out of yours? Uh, no, I'll keep it all a secret. Wow, really interesting move. Enigmatic man you are. I am elusive and unpredictable. <laughs> elusive and unpredictable. Keep that in mind, my girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> no, Michelle, please come to me. <laughs> um, okay, great. Uh, do you want people to follow you on your social medias yeah, at all? Want, you know what I mean? Okay, sounds good. <laughs> whatever they want, you know what I mean. Uh, Max, Maximilian? Yeah. You want to uh, tell people about something? Yeah, yeah. So um, depending on when this comes out, the uh, Natural History Museum has our annual bug fair. Oh, uh, great. May 18th and 19th. This is the 33rd annual bug fair. Oh. Um, so it's a, a great opportunity to come and talk with experts uh, who, insect experts, uh, people who will have uh, insects for sale, vendors. Um, so it's also a great opportunity to just go to the museum. Yeah. Um, I will be there. I'm a featured scientist. I'm giving a couple talks. Congratulations. So. Nice. Yeah. What are your talks on? You're still on? a young guy. You're killing it in the field, man. Uh, I'm basically their new shiny postdoc, so it's a good thing to like, here, look at our new toy. I like it. <laughs> it's a good uh, toy. Yeah, hopefully so. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I'll be talking about bugs that live in people's backyards. A lot of the work I'm doing mm. here at the museum right now is trying to figure out what impacts the diversity of insects in your yard and what can you do to increase biodiversity okay. here in L.A.? Uh, we live in what is called the California Floristic Province. It's a biodiversity hotspot. A lot mm -hmm. of the things that exist here are only exist here. Wow. And so trying to figure out ways to increase diversity is kind of so one of our bread and you're butter. trying to tell people, listen, if you do it this way, you'll have even more bugs even in more your bugs backyard. Your yeah. Which may mean even more birds, even more lizards. Mm. They are... Which eventually leads to money. Everyone yeah. needs to make money well, quick. Or if you, uh, <laughs> if you like uh, fruits and vegetables and stuff like that, having more insects there to pollinate and mm -hmm. to pests. Mm -hmm. That would be good. Yeah. Lemon trees. Yeah. Less uh, grasshoppers and locusts to oh, destroy so. them. Yeah. Great. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, thank you guys for joining me. I had a great time, and uh, we'll see you later. All right, thanks. Bye. 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 <laughs> great work. That's, that's my Ethan bye. Bye. Uh, bye. Bad Science is hosted and produced by me, Ethan Edinburgh. The social media producers are Kate Baker and EJ Gullett, and the executive hot producer is Brett Kushner. Go ahead and follow us on Instagram at Bad Science Show for photos of our guests and sneak peeks at the upcoming episodes. You can send us an email at badscienceatseeker.com if you have any movie recommendations or things you liked slash disliked about the show. And if you would please give us an iTunes review, that would be great. That helps other people learn about the show, which I really appreciate. And I will see you next week. Bye. <laughs>